Hey guys, it's Terrence Mann. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. E-Dub in the house. You know, we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. This is our instant reaction to Florida State's win in overtime against ULM, 45-44. to As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere else. Um, and who's ready to talk? I'm here with my lead writer, Dustin Lewis, and our lead graphic designer, Fisher Adkins, happy early morning to you guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, Florida State won the football game. You know what? What else can you say about it? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's you know we're back to playing Florida State football, getting wins, and it, it really feels like this team has turned the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Dustin doesn't usually get up until two o'clock in the afternoon so we first of all want to give our thanks from me and fisher to him thanking him for coming on here we appreciate it we'll make sure that you we get this done quickly so you can go back to sleep and get ready for your bucks <laughs> game at 4 30 <laughs> really, uh, really appreciate it of course so uh i think we're a little bit more um maybe we'll see how, how we talk about it once we get into it but um last night you know i i I personally, on my side of things, and I'll give my thoughts on it. Uh, that that was not a win. Um, you know, it shows up on um, stats and all that kind of stuff. But that that was not a win. Uh, I think this team is in some trouble, and it's going to have to start becoming to where the blame is going towards that coaching staff, of course. But it's going up to the higher guy with. Willie Taggart, uh, not just from what we saw on the field, but just how that sideline was acting as if they had, were beating Alabama. You have Dontavious Jackson, who is a senior that is celebrating. He's the only one celebrating uh, after getting a, a small stop. Uh, Don't get me started on five. Yeah. Don't get me started. Um, noticed him celebrating, flexing, trying to get pictures of himself. Uh, and then they go on, ULM scores the next play. Uh, and then on the sideline, whenever Florida State uh, was down, th- down three points, down a few, uh, not down a field, but they were up three points against ULM, and they were dancing in between the kickoffs. Uh, and, you know, it's a 50-50 thing, though, because it wasn't just the whole team. There would be guys that are just kind of, like, looking at them like, what? What are you doing? Uh, and that, I feel like... 
that was that would have been me on that sideline. I'd be like, uh, this this is ULM that you're facing. Uh, you brought them here. You paid them to come play you. Uh, very very scary. And then of course after the game when they won, where ULM missed the extra point, and you've got you've got players you've got players running over to the student section, jumping up and high fiving and everything. That is just silliness that's just atrocious it's embarrassing embarrassing. i mean it it is it is um, shouldn't be any reason to sugarcoat it no it is embarrassing and it is a travesty (laughs) yes it is and this is what it's come to right now and this is going all this is willie taggart's team uh it's it's i think people now are very very scary for what the rest of course the season is but anywhere further from here under Willie Taggart. Um, and this, and like I said earlier, this is not a win in my opinion. I'm sure the guys on here will also agree and thousands and thousands of other people agree. This was bad, 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 bad. This is a bad football team right now. There's no other way to say it. Uh, and it's going to be interesting because they'll face Virginia away. And I've already penciled that in as a loss before the season started. And after seeing that, it's very scary. This is <laughs> this this is ULM. This was no. They're not facing an ACC opponent. They're not facing even Boise State. This was ULM, and this was a bad ULM team too. I know I, this wasn't like like Sanford last year, where Sanford had a very nice quarterback and they were doing things. They were dropping balls. The quarterback was bad at times. This, this was, was a team that did not go to a bowl last year in the FCA. Yes. Yes. It's a team that's never won a bowl game in their program's history. I mean, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you really can't overstate how bad. I mean, this is really bad. <laughs> no, no, this is. This I mean, we is... kind of talked about it with ULM coming to Tallahassee. I mean, obviously, they brought in a team filled with veterans. Caleb Evans is a, a three year starter at quarterback. So, I mean, this yeah. was an experienced Warhawk team coming into Tallahassee. Yeah. Regardless, Florida State should crush an experienced Warhawk team yeah, if they're going to be serious about contending. And there was honestly, I think we even kind of talked about it on the last podcast too. We kind of saw this coming a little bit. Like I, I feel like we were all kind of like, they're, they're yeah, they're going to win, they're going to win big. But like, there's also like, I actually, I don't know that they, <laughs> like, this, like this could be a game. And I kind of said that a lot, but yeah, not really full believing it um but here we are they talked about it the, the commentators kind of talked about it uh, kind of during the game like boise state uh, was a loss where shouldn't have lost but there's also you can kind of you can kind of see why it's a little excusable just because of who boise state is this game is there's just no excuse for it and i agree with you logan even though it's going to show up as a win it is a, a major loss for this program and it's a major loss for confidence because you had to build confidence in this game going into UL, going into UVA, uh, and they 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 did not. <laughs> no, uh, I want to let's let's start kind of going through some things real quick after we just gave our thoughts, and we'll have more. But I want to get y'all's uh, reasoning on why Florida State. I guess we can say lost this game, but the reason why this game was so bad. Uh, you know, what, did you see a trend? I saw, and I tweeted it, and Fisher, you came at me. He came at me, but I said, this is feeling a lot like the Boise State game. 
And yep, sure, and once I saw once I saw the offense starting to flutter again, and you start seeing three and out, three and out, and not being able yep. to make any progress down the field, I was like, here we go again. Kendall Browles, Blackman can't find. He, they're not making any progress down the field. They were starting to stutter. What was uh, what are y'all's thoughts on what maybe led to Florida State having a really tough time with the UL Monroe Warhawks? I mean, yeah, like you kind of mentioned, it really seemed like they began to revert to to what we saw late in the second quarter and in the second half uh, against Boise State. Except, it's, I mean, it seemed to happen earlier to me this time. I mean, Florida State got up twenty one nothing, then twenty four to seven. And then from there, there on, I'm pretty sure seven of their next nine drives were three and outs. So, I mean, really, the offense started off great once again, scored early, scored often, and then just totally fluttered. I mean, again, the offense fluttered, the defense started giving up big plays, and I mean, there it was. ULM just came right back into things, and I mean, the Warhawks never backed down, so you really have to give them credit for coming into an environment, even though, I mean, the stadium wasn't sold out, obviously, but coming into this Tallahassee heat and, you know, battling with the Seminoles. I will say, oh, here we Florida go. State was hydrated yesterday. <laughs> that was a positive. No, that was a positive take out of it. What do you got, Fisher? Um, I mean, just kind of looking at what went wrong yesterday. Yeah, mainly. Is that... Yeah, I mean, like like kind of both y'all said, it, I mean, it's really kind of this, the same old story. Um, and that's kind of why I got after you, Logan, because everyone's thinking the same thing. Like, uh, this this looks a lot like what happened last weekend where uh, this team jumps out to an early lead and then just kind of uh, sits back and, and tries to put on cruise control. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Um, they ended up scoring 45, which I... I predict them scoring 48. However, they had to get into overtime to even score 45. So um, not exactly what I expected, but kind of close to, to the points that I thought they would put up. Uh, I mean, but but like considering that they scored touchdowns on their first three drives and, and were so hot again in that first quarter, you know, even putting up 45, it's like you should put up 60 comparing to, to what you did in the first quarter. Uh, and I know that kind of the game changes as it goes along and they make adjustments, but it's, it's UL Monroe. Um, I don't know about y'all, but every time Florida State completes a pass or successfully runs the ball, I feel like we're just getting lucky. Like, I, I just, um, I really don't, especially after Jawan Williams went down, um, I really don't have a whole lot of confidence in this offense and their ability to, uh, you know, really consistently make plays. <laughs> so same, same, same story as, as Boise State game. Really, um, seeing Florida State get out to an early lead, uh, offense coming out hot, getting up twenty four seven, and then from there uh, taking their foot off the gas and really cruising the rest of the way. Um, and same kind of thing thing on defense. Uh, I believe um, ULM had four hundred nineteen total yards of offense. Uh, they had 178 yards on the ground. Um, this defense improved in no way from last week. Uh, any other opponent would have blown Florida State out. Uh, I think if Boise State would have come back in, they probably would have beat us by probably three or more scores. <laughs> and, and so once again, you have this team uh, preaching on on bouncing back and making adjustments. And 
Um, there was I just saw no improvement. But I will say I did see them doing some different things. I thought that the defense, uh, from a schematic standpoint, from a or I should say from kind of from a game plan, uh, they played a lot more aggressive. Um, they played a lot more aggressive. They really came after the quarterback on third downs, and I thought they played a lot more uh, man. And they kind of did the things that they said they were going to do to fix their mistakes from last week, and they did that, and <laughs> the the result was the same. Um, so I just I kind of think it's just the same story uh, as as the game against Boise State. Hamza mm-hmm. uh, Nasruddin was your leading uh, tackler. Uh, he seems to be probably one of your, I think, the best players on defense by far. Uh, he's he's a solid product. Uh, they finally. Dropped down on a fumble, and Jaden Woodby grabbed one. Uh, that was a good thing to see. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Keith Gavin. Which is there something? <laughs> is there something in the coaching staff that have been around Keith Gavin that allow him to keep playing in games after? I mean, you keep on seeing what he shows on the field, but. Uh, he fumbles a ball uh, after a catch, and uh, they keep him out there mainly because of blocking. Uh, I don't think they trust him with catching, of course, but uh, he fumbled, uh, and I just don't understand. I'm not understanding a lot of things. I think Ontario Wilson got subbed in for the rest after that, but. Uh, I'm not understanding the whole Keith Gavin thing. You think that coaching staffs would learn? Uh, then there was also uh, second half adjustments, but there's not really any second half adjustments. Is anybody agreeing with me on that? I don't. I haven't seen that with Willie Taggart in 2018, and I'm not seeing it so far in 2019. Uh, and and Florida, Florida State only had one one sack against their quarterback. That was with Corey Durden. I mean, Cam Akers uh, carried the ball for 36 times for 193 yards, two touchdowns. He by far saved this team. Uh, He had to pull a Dalvin Cook and keep the uh, team in this game. Y'all give me y'all's thoughts on how Cam Akers looked. Akers was probably the only positive takeaway from the entire game yesterday. I mean... He really, he really put in like a one of that was a one of a kind performance. I mean, 248 total yards, three touchdowns. I know it was against ULM, but still, it, it was very positive to see Cam emerge in a big way, especially after last season. I agree. Uh, I think this was Cam Akers' best game of his career so far at Florida State. Uh, w- without his performance last night. I think the Knowles lose to ULM. I really do. Um, he was a guy that they consistently went back to just to make plays. Um, and they counted on him and they believed in him. And, and he uh, not only – he didn't, you know, he didn't run away from – like he he really had a complete game. His vision, his patience, his his ability to create something out of nothing. It really all came together for Cam Akers last night. And you really see um, – he was who Florida State has needed him to be last night, um, and and he did so in a big way. Thirty six carries, I think, is right. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it sounds right. And so, um, yeah, just I mean, re- I mean, 
couldn't couldn't really say anything better about K Makers after after last night. Um, just his his uh, the passion, the effort that he showed last night in you know in parallels just with how well he played. Uh, super impressive night for K Makers, and the, the Florida State is extremely lucky to have him last night. Otherwise, uh, we're sitting here zero and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, talk about condition too. He puts in a lot of work. We've heard over the off season uh, and running that much, and him still. It wasn't like where he'd run uh, with four time in a row. It feels like, and then he'd be tired. He he would be full in on it. So it was good to see him kind of definitely like Dustin said, put the team on his back and keep Florida State in it. <laughs> I want to get to some uh, Willie Taggart press conference uh, quotes here. Uh, Willie Taggart says that Florida State is still learning how to win, and they found a way to get the W. They're going to celebrate the win for 24 hours before moving on. Um, This one's a pretty interesting one here. Uh, Willie Taggart said Florida State took a step to getting the program back with the win. That, to me, is very scary. I was texting a few people last night. I was texting and. Uh, in our Noel game day uh, staff chat, <clears throat> and I sent that in there, and that kind of right there just did it for me. I don't think this program and is a, is in a good state under Willie Taggart right now, unless some a lot of things are going to be changed. But this 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 is not. I mean, you're looking at, and, and this is I hate like comparing or relating this to like Nick Saban in any way but I mean Nick Saban what had a 52 point uh win uh this yesterday over their opponent and he was saying we still got a lot of things to do I wasn't pleased blah 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 but but Willie Taggart is is, just seems fine you know he, he thinks this is a huge step forward after surviving an overtime by one point against ULM um, thanks to a missed extra point yeah to a missed extra point this this would have gone to second overtime with ease and and shoot ULM scored pretty dadgum quick uh, in the first overtime uh, <laughs> that was pretty easy by them but I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on, on you know mainly what Willie Tiger said was saying that this that Florida State took a step forward to getting the program back with this win against ULM. Yeah, I mean, if, if Florida State <clears throat> took a step forward with this game, I, I can't wait to see what direction they're heading in after they travel to UVA next Saturday. But again, I mean, we kind of talked about it on our podcast last week with Taggart, Taggart's uh, comments on the hydration and the way baby on Johnson was like laughing and smiling in his interview about the game. And it's just, it's just kind of a teachable moment. Like there's some things that you do not need to say and (laughs) saying that the program is, is moving forward or, you know, getting back to what it was after a 45 to 44 win over ULM is not what you should say to the media. No, I, I agree with Willie Taggart. I think that they did take one step forward, but they also took about 20 steps back last night. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that Willie Taggart's comments after the game were kind of, um, kind of just where it was in a nutshell his career as far as kind of what he has uh, portrayed of this team. Um, you know, going back to last season, instilling just a lot of confidence in the fans and, and in the and the boosters and 
saying, you know, uh, this is Florida State, we're going to be war daddies, and we're going to score fast and score often, and then obviously 2018 happens. And then fast forward to this year, um, and, and does the exact same thing in his one of his preseason press conferences, saying, you know, this team is different, uh, we're back, all the players, you know, we're back. And and I'm just, it's just the same old story of, of blowing smoke and mirrors. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. I mean, Taggart kind of reminds me of, of this Florida State team. I mean, he, he says yeah. a lot to the media, yeah. and then they never perform on the field. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of done listening to, to post-game interviews and all that because just cop, I mean, it's just the same, same old thing. You know, we're going to go back to work. We're going to get better. We're going to fix it. And it just never changes. Um. Yeah. It, uh, there's honestly last night for me is is kind of the, you know, not for me personally, but it's it's kind of, it's kind of tipping the scales, of, I think I think a lot of people have kind of given Willie Taggart a lot of grace and a lot of time, mm-hmm. but I think after last night, all that is kind of gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to hear anyone. Uh, give him any kind of Jimbo Fisher excuses anymore. I think that's out the window, as it should be. Uh, last night was inexcusable. It is entirely on him. Uh, and I think, um, yeah, I, I think his uh, the patience is really going to wear thin uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's already running thin. I, I saw countless comments on, on Twitter during the game of Florida State fans actually hoping that the team would – find a way to lose yeah. that game yeah Joe I, Monroe with the hope it would you know get Taggart forced out the door last yeah. night yeah I mean last week I came on here and I said there's no rationale that he should be fired um and I, I still don't believe he should be fired but as far as kind of saying that they're on the right track I, I don't believe that um at, at this moment I, I don't believe they're trending in the right direction after last night no, no, I, I'm not. That's and I. <clears throat> there, there are fans. It's ninety ten now that they want Taggart gone. It's not going to happen this year uh, unless something drastic happens. Although it feels like it's heading that way. Although it feels like it. <laughs> let's see what. Let's see how we feel after after FSU travels to Death Valley before we claim nothing's going to happen this year. <laughs> well, well, I, I know that one. I might leave uh, them in South Carolina. Well, see, they. I think anybody would predict for that to be a whooping. I, but see, I think other teams now have a potential to give Florida State a whooping. I think whenever they travel to Boston College now, I think that will still be a very <laughs> tough game for them in Boston. This weekend is going to be uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, next week is going to be tough. I know. I think a majority of us on here kind of predicted that Virginia game to be <clears throat> either a loss or a very tough uh, team to face for Florida State for their first travel. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. Louisville. You got to go play Louisville after UVA, who is a game that people expected Florida State to win going into this year. And the Louisville goes out and shows out against Notre Dame and looks really good. And I don't think we're going to win that game anymore. Uh, There's just a bunch of games on the schedule now that you felt semi-confident in. And and looking at it now, the only team that I feel confident in us beating is Alabama State. And even then, I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now you got to start comparing ULM and Alabama State and start doing your stats I mean, research on that. So. I'm, I'm serious. It's a it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the game started, we heard that starting punter and kickoff <coughs> specialist Logan Tyler was suspended before the game. Uh, and it's we still haven't heard more on that. We'll wait and see where that goes. Uh, the punting game wasn't too terrible. I didn't see much of a change. I'm not really looking at stats at the moment, but we'll wait and see what we hear on that. Juan Williams went down with a sprained ankle per, I think, Willie Taggart. Uh, he was walking in a boot. He was in street clothes for the rest of the game <clears throat> after that. Um, but yeah, Florida State's going to go and face Virginia this upcoming weekend. And also, I want I want to bring up to you guys too. Uh, Florida State, Florida State's back to not knowing how to line up, uh, and they also scored a touchdown on that play. I, I saw it coming right away. They tried to hurry up real quick, shift those wide receivers three guys to the right side, <clears throat> far side, and Tamarion Terry was still trying to line up. And they hiked the ball, and instant flag, saw that. Keyshawn, uh, Keyshawn Helton went in and scored the touchdown, but that got brought back. But that was just one of many that Florida State wasn't lining up correctly. Uh, and he, here it goes again. That's where that's where you're starting to feel like last year uh, this team was very not with it, not organized, uh, and that's something that needed to be fixed big time going into the second year under Willie Taggart, and there was still more problems with that as we saw last night. Honestly, I think the the lining up problems really could just be a a product of of this new, faster offense that, that Kendall Browse has brought in. There were times where I really thought Florida State's offense was in a good rhythm, moving the ball down the field, snapping the ball between – about every nine to 11 seconds or so. But yeah, I mean, whenever whenever one of the players takes their foot off the gas just a little bit when they're going in that tempo, it can obviously cause lineup problems like the one you mentioned. I mean, you've just got you've got to be prompt in, in that tempo with the ball getting snapped so fast and everyone else moving to line of scrimmage. You've got to you've got to hurry up as well. And if you can't, then uh, take a few reps off. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Dustin. I think just the nature of this offense. I mean, I mean they 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 went really really fast last night, and so I think kind of with the nature of, of this tempo in this offense, um, you can expect you know maybe one to two of those a game. Um, you, sh- I mean, obviously you don't want that, but like like Dustin said too, if if a guy decides to kind of mentally slow down in his mind, um, then that's that's prone to happen at times. And obviously this team is pretty good at, at uh, maybe taking a playoff or two. So, um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would just in there. Sorry. We'd just like to say Florida State ran 90, 90 plays yesterday on offense. Mm-hmm. So probably about a third more or so than they ran against Boise State. So I can definitely understand maybe seeing some lining up problems with that many plays in just the second game that Bryles has really um, coached for – this Florida State team. So moving forward, I, I think those lining up problems will get fixed and this tempo will just get even faster as all these players get into a rhythm with each other. Yeah. And, and Cam Akers was your second <clears throat> best receiver during the game. Tamara Ontario only had 57 yards. Cam Akers had 55. 
So they're right there neck and neck, uh, and the rest is history of DJ Matthews and Treshawn Harrison and Terry Wilson. But Cam Akers pretty much did everything for Florida State's offense and as a team as a whole to keep this uh, Florida State team from going 0-2 and two against ULM at home. Uh, another another positive as well, it, they, they look pretty hydrated. Um, it's a, a <laughs> takeaway. I don't, I don't know if I saw any cramping. I didn't. I didn't see much. Didn't see much either. That was a big talk during the week, but yeah, Florida State was able to survive in the heat in Tallahassee. Uh, I want to just give y'all <clears throat> get y'all's last thoughts on where you think this rest of the season does this make you feel? I mean, it's pretty obvious, but does it make you feel? You know, this is a win. You think this? Do you think a win? Just that win helps give some encouragement to this team and, and keep them motivated to finish off the season and go face an ACC opponent with Virginia next weekend? Uh, <clears throat> no. <laughs> um, I'm really – I'm honestly pretty worried about this Florida State team moving forward. I mean, obviously going into Virginia next week, uh, a dark horse candidate to win the ACC, that's going to be a tough game. And just – some of the stuff I saw after the ULM game from Florida State players, I honestly didn't like. I, I remember seeing after the game, uh, Asante Samuel <clears throat> seemed to be just extremely dejected with how that game played out after the uh, missed extra point. I saw him over there on the sideline, just kind of distraught. And Blackman was talking to him, trying to encourage him and keep his head and keep his head in it. But it just seemed like Asante was, you know, pretty much rejecting whatever Blackman was, was trying to tell him. I mean, I, I honestly, I obviously don't know exactly what was being said, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm worried about the way this team feels about each other. Yeah. And, I, and that kind of, I, I can agree on that because there was a whole 50, 50. I remember watching Florida state football's Instagram page and their story. And you saw guys running onto the field, but some guys were just jogging straight to the locker room. And some were, I remember seeing Kalen LeBorn just, just, walking and just shaking his head uh this team is not they're not they don't have they're not with the same mentality they're kind of all over the place you got different personalities uh and some are very extremely happy mainly it's the walk-ons that are celebrating so hard but of course there were starters (laughs) out there i remember seeing decalin brooks going crazy um and there was a lot, like I remember seeing Jaleel McCray. He didn't even do anything. He just jogged right into the locker room. That was a lot of the younger people, too. They kind of just jogged. Um, Dante Lucas was sporadic after the win, um, which I'm surprised. I'm shocked with that. But go ahead, Fisher. Yeah, um, I don't think this game gives anyone any confidence. Um, UL Monroe, I mean, they missed the PAT. Who's to say that? If they make it, that they don't go and beat Florida State in, in the next overtime. Uh, they scored fairly easily in that overtime. So um, even though you win, it's, it still feels like you lost. I mean, even the, the fact that they had to go to overtime really says it all. And um, Dustin, I, I kind of saw what you were talking about, you know, that conversation between Asante Samuel and, and James Blackman. Asante uh, yeah. Samuel definitely seemed um, just really frustrated, really frustrated. Uh, and you know we don't know what they're talking about, obviously, but um, I think he kind of encapsulated sort of the frustration that a lot of players have. 
um, a lot of guys uh, who know that this is this is not what they're capable of, and they're capable of so much more. But for some reason, they just can't do it, and um, it makes me nervous for the rest of the season. If if for some reason this team, uh, we you know we heard about how they kind of built a lot of chemistry over over the off season, and um, at times I, I saw guys, I saw. Um, I saw guys kind of getting fiery on the sideline, um, kind of getting just really frustrated, and it makes me nervous. If if Taggart does lose this team, um, it, it could be it could be a pretty rough year. So uh, Taggart's got to do all that he can to keep this team uh, close, keep this team together, um, not let them turn on each other. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of good. I was kind of relieved to see frustration. Uh, yes, last night because it, uh, you know, that kind of shows that they understand, they're aware of, of uh, kind of the situation that they're in right now. <laughs> and so I was relieved to see frustration. Um, I was, you know, I mean, they won a football game, so like you can be relieved. Um, but it was, you know, it was just refreshing to see frustration and, and see that they understand. Uh, this is Florida State, and we don't go to overtime with you, Old Monroe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, this this week is big because if if they start to turn on each other and they, if they start to point fingers, then they got to travel up to uh, Virginia. And uh, man, yeah, it could it could be bad. So um, they've just got to they've just got to play well against Virginia and 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 stick together as a team. And and if not, uh, really concerned about the season. Yeah, like you kind of noted on. Fisher, <clears throat> Florida State players did not come to Tallahassee and play in Doak Campbell Stadium to have to have a hard game, a hard-fought game to go into overtime and win by one point yeah. against a bad ULM team. And these yeah. there are some players that are realizing that, and there we saw that, I'm sure, with Asante Sam. I would assume that's what he was thinking in his head. This is not why he came here. This is not why they put in all this work. Um, and this is not what they recruited. They were here to come compete hard during games with Clemson <clears throat> against big uh, opening game, even like – I guess you could say Boise State, but they're they're here to play big games. They're here to go to bowl games. They're not here to compete hard. They're not here to compete just to go to a a bowl game. They want to go further into uh, December, late in December. They want to play in the postseason further. Right now, Florida State is going to have to compete for a bowl game. This is not what James Blackman, Asante, all these other guys that are pretty, you know, not not liking what they see right now. This is not why they came to, to Florida State, and, and it's showing on the sideline, and it's going to be interesting to see how these players uh, react with each other now moving forward because there's obviously a little bit of a difference with you got guys celebrating and then you got guys pissed off. And we saw that a little with when Jimbo Fisher was here too. You know, there was guys celebrating – after wins, when they know they that shouldn't be a game, but <clears throat> you know that this was Louisiana Monroe. Uh, this is not what Florida State players, when you're recruited, this is not a game that should be this close, going into overtime and winning by one point. Just not. And some players are realizing that, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they interact with each other this week and getting ready for Virginia. 
on Saturday, which is a night game there. So Virginia will most likely have a nice crowd, and it will be interesting to preview that one next week. If y'all don't have anything else to say, anybody? Nope. Nope. Clear to go. Full send-off. Well, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. We will have a lot of guests. We're looking on bringing on a lot of guests. I haven't told the guys on here yet, but we're going to have some former Knowles on here. We're going to get their reaction, maybe get their thoughts on what's going on with Florida State's program and the team, and we're going to be preview Virginia next week. We're going to record on Tuesday evening, and then we'll get it out to you guys hopefully on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but as always, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week.